So this May comes the long lines at precincts, but not just any precinct. It's the voting precinct. This may be yet one of the biggest elections in Philippine history, and so it's important that we make informed decisions and know the reason why we make those decisions. Welcome to How to Shade Someone on Your Ballot, a voters education podcast powered by Pod Machine and Lenta in partnership with Meta. In our very first episode, we take a look back on the history and importance of the elections and what makes the 2022 elections so crucial. Along with that, we also review the voter behavior in previous elections and the profile of this year's voters, an update on voter registration and why your vote is important. First and foremost, let's introduce our special guest. First is Attorney Ona Caritos, Executive Director at Lente, and Attorney Owen Ricalde, Co-Convener, Research and Legal at We the Youth Vote PH. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing, Attorney Ona? Hi, Paolo. Thank you. How Hi. are you doing? We're doing good. Oh, wonderful. Preparing for the elections. <laughs> so would you like to tell us about Lente and your role as Executive Director? Well, as executive director of Lente, I'm in charge of the overall direction of the organization. Lente stands for something. It stands for Legal Network for Truthful Elections. And we're, we were established in 2007. And we are a legal organization focused on election laws. And we, got, we are composed of volunteer lawyers, law students, paralegals, and other chain volunteers engaged to do election work. And our bread and butter, I would like to say, Lente is pushing for a more inclusive, transparent, accountable election legal pre- framework to make uh, Philippine elections more genuine. Oh wow, that's very that's very impressive. Props to you, Attorney Ona. Um, Attorney Owen, it's nice to see you again. Uh, would you like to tell us about We the Youth PH and your role in the organization? And hi, Pao. And so uh, we, <laughs> we the youth vote. So I, I mean, I, we know you, Pao, through we the youth vote. So ano lang kami, a very young organization. We started in 2020. Nagbunga dahil sa pandemia, dahil uh, marami kami co-conveners. So we the youth vote na kumbaga, we decided to do more than fundraise for PPEs at that time and being locked up in the pandemic. We decided na what can we do uh, na mas uh, long-lasting, kumbaga. The frustration, ito ang nagbunga, yung We the Youth Vote. We've been, ano, we've been doing a lot of work in terms of advocating, making an online community to advocate for youth vote for action and change. So, uh, the difference being sa ano sa mga ibang uh, I guess uh, youth organizations that push for youth voter empowerment is that uh, we use or di naman use uh, take advantage of the voice of the influencers of Gen Z and millennials. So yon uh, napakasaya na we reached a lot of uh, Gen Z and millennials. Um, I guess magto two years palang kami. Nagbunga nun is that uh, marami na register to vote for this 2022 elections and hopefully they turn up of course for May 9 2022. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, especially us Gen Zs and millennials, it really is important to take advantage of the power that we have as youth, as um, people, especially us people in entertainment, in the arts, who are very visible, and also those who have, who know policies and how to navigate these regulations for a positive social impact, such as accountability, transparency, and uh, to put the spotlight on important things such as the elections, which has a greater impact in all of society and in all spheres of life. Let's expound a little bit more. How are the tides as the elections inch closer? Like, what's the situation like? Like, are you feeling the hype, the buzz? That, and in social media or in everywhere that you go, are you starting to feel like the election season? Like, ako, I'll answer that first. I started feeling that it's already elections last year. Kaliwat Kanan, television commercials that we can watch uh, every night. So I started feeling uh, elections last year, right around the time when people were clamoring for the extension of the voter registration. So you, I felt that a lot of people were really interested to take part in this, in this election. So I felt the election since last year, Pao. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, luckily, I do know a lot of people who were able to register because of that extended voters registration deadline. And they were able to educate themselves on where they should register, what to bring, especially the younger ones. So yeah, me too. I agree. I've been feeling it since last year, especially when um, that was September last year, right? 2021, when there was like huge clamor for the extension, especially in the light of the situation and the COVID pandemic where people aren't allowed to go out. There was a limit in how many people could go in and just register. Yeah, I agree. How about you, Attorney Owen? That's true, because I also remember when uh, we started with the youth vote. So the start of the pandemic, delayed the start of the voter registration period. So, naalala ko yun na parang ano, push, push, push because the government basically didn't want to start you know, super spreader event because they know if they start the registration, there are going to be lines, there are going to be people waiting and all that. So, push to September 2020. Yeah, I think dun yung ano eh, nagkaroon, ng, nagkaroon kami ng launch event sa We The Youth Vote to make sure that everybody knows that it's the start of the re- voter registration period. And of course, as you mentioned, hanggang September 2021, which was extended. And um, the feeling is uh, already there because um, you can already see that people are more aware of the election calendar, which is great. Because we're like, uh, very ano na tayo sa deadline, sa parang the start of the registration period, the end, the possible extension, and even the filing of the candidates. You know, the, the, ano, diba? the you meron pa tayo yung substitution. So parang very aware talaga yung, ano, no, yung public which is one step, diba? Closer to what we want to achieve, which is um, a more informed electorate nga naman. So yun, 2020 pa lang, na natin yan. Yeah, so it happens every six years, right? The presidential elections, because you're allowed to only have one term as president, right? And then uh, always in six years. So back, our last elections was in 2016, or and then the next one is this year. So that's a little bit of the part one, which is a brief history and the importance of elections. As the first episode of our podcast, this is why you should vote or why should you vote. We want to enlighten our listeners with a brief history and the importance of elections. Can you tell us more about how the national elections came into place? We've been holding elections for 
since time immemorial. Uh, ever since, we, even though if you take a look at Philippine history, even though we were still under uh, colonizers, for example, we still had elections. And the first uh, real elections was under the 1935 Constitution. And just like what you mentioned, Pao, every six years we have a presidential elections. But the Philippines is known as a country which uh, has elections every two years. So we have midterm elections during the middle of the term of the president. And the last midterm election was last 2019 uh, for the senatorials. So we have, we are a country fond of elections. You also have barangay and SK elections are village elections, which happens in the middle of the midterm election and the next presidential election. So basically that's the history of the Philippine elections in the country. Oh, yeah. So since 1935, like more than a dozen Filipino presidents already. So how did it become a fundamental contribution to democratic governance? Ano kasi, I, I, um, I, I did a little bit of research on the history of elections. Because, uh, of course, when, uh, when people think the history, like, oh, like when was the first time I voted? You know, like it's very personal, diba? Na para I, I uh, first voted in 2010, diba? So, pero, but of course, it goes beyond that. Um, okay. And if you realize, uh, <laughs> when, when you realize it, it's uh, it, it, yun nga, eh, sino bang first president natin, diba? So, parang, we, we started na parang hindi naman lahat ng positions pwede Diba? So parang yun yung inisip natin. Kat- katulad mo, Pao, you mentioned every six years president. But we, we just don't elect a president. Diba? And right now, we, we actually elect you know president down to, to for this elections, for the councilors. This elections, ano muna, ng councilors. Sa barangay elections, yung mga kagawad. Diba? So it's ano, um, ang dami. Kung baga pag makita mo yung balota. So that's makikita mo yung evolution din nung pag, ano, yung pag-practice natin ng democracy on how how many people we actually ano, elect, di ba? I, I also read somewhere about, ano, na parang yun nga nung sinabi nga ni Atty. Ona about yung 1935, na, nung una, uh, we were still under the, ano, at that time, di ba? Uh, well, under the Americans, di ba? So at, at, at a certain point, ano, National Assembly lang yung ina, ina-elect natin, which is yung Congress, yung nag-legislate. So yung may, may, may certain point doon na parang hindi pa tayo masyadong, yun nga, yung buong, buong balot, kumbaga, if, if you realize it. Tapos, um, I also um, read that um, 1935, hindi pa tayo lahat nakaboto. Ang mga kababaihan sa Pilipinas noon, hindi pa nakaboto. Uh, 1937, mm-hmm, 1937 nag-start yun. And nakakatawa rin doon is that overwhelmingly, doon sa plebiscite, Diba? Um, pwedeng ano, kung pinayaga ng uh, magboto mga kababaihan. Tapos pagkatapos na nagkaroon na ng first senator na babae. So parang maganda rin yung evolution na yun na how we practice democracy. Uh, dati, 21 years old, residing in the Philippines, six months in a certain, you know, in, the, in their area. But now, look at us. Nag-evolve din, diba? Kasi mga Pilipino, hindi naman sa Pilipinas lang, diba? It, we're, we're present overseas. So, nagkaroon din ng mechanism for overseas voters to actually vote. So, you know, like, makikita mo rin na parang dati napakaliit lang rin ng mga ta- yung, yung saklaw ng pwedeng bumoto. Like, yun nga, kung lalaki lang, diba? Tapos nagkaroon, nagkaroon ng babae, residents lang, tapos nagkaroon ng overseas din. So, maganda. At saka yun nga, ang sinasabi ko rin yung balota rin mismo from certain positions that we can ano, elect 
from a whole gamut, from ano, diba, national to local. So you can see the evolution of our democracy through the elections. Nga naman. Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, as you take in the social and the technological advances that have come into place, you really appreciate how people have fought for our right to vote and um, how uh, certain groups of people have fought for their rights to vote. And then it goes down to how involved should you be in the country and what type of Filipinos are allowed to vote. So I'm happy that um, we're talking about voting coming from different time zones. You know, I'm in the West Coast in America and Attorney Owen is in, are you still in Europe? Yes, I'm still based in Europe. <laughs> okay, and then Attorney Ona is um, back at home in Pinas, right? Different time zones. <laughs> yeah, and I, right? you see how democracy and technology has um, affected our lives, and especially in this crucial time. So generally, do you feel like uh, elections, are they more important now as they um, than they were back then, or... As the, are they just as important or as the, are they now more important than ever? I'll answer first. Uh, elections are always important because it's our legal way of electing our leaders in office. It's provided for in our 1987 constitution. And it's our way of holding our officials accountable every three years, every six years, uh, so that we could, in theory, we could uh, boot them out of the office if they're not performing that well, or we could elect new leaders, or we could re-elect these old leaders if we are satisfied with their performance. So that's the importance of elections in the county. And uh, just to get, go back, the elections now, the 2022 May elections, is more important, I think, in my own opinion, because of what's happening. The pandemic really has ravaged the economy of the country and whoever will be elected as president of the Philippines after the May elections will have a lot on his or her plate. So we need to elect a good leaders so that these leaders would uh, enable the country to recover from the true year pandemic that all of us have experienced. True. How about your turn, Owen? I mean, the youth vote started with that. I mean, the frustration of the pandemic. So, and I think um, basically people were fueled to go to the registration, uh, registration to because of the pandemic, uh, in spite of the pandemic, and we were still uh, feeling its effects. You know, uh, I I know in the Philippines and certain areas are are alert level one, two, even in, in other countries naman, di ba? So parang yun yung ano doon eh, na parang talagang yun yung talagang talking point namin talaga when, when we ask people to register. So I, I completely agree with the attorney Ona in, 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 in her opinion. And so we share the same opinion in that sense that it's, it's quite crucial. But that's true that... Um, you know, uh, the elections have been there. I mean, sige, siguro yun yung ano dun, may have chosen not to vote because, you know, like, uh, they had certain commitments, they were abroad. Yun yung naririnig natin before, di ba? Ay, I didn't vote last elections because I was abroad. Ay, sorry na lang, di ba? Pero like, for example, you pa, you're based abroad right now, but you see the importance of the elections. Hindi pwedeng abroad ako, hindi ako nakaregister ng yeah. overseas, no, di ba? Yeah, I'm gonna come, come back to vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tapos yung mga iba talaga, they were, kunyari, for example, they were planning for certain a vacation kasi nga, usually May, May. vacation talaga yan. Labor Day, tao, and then the next week, and then uh, two Uh-oh. extended so, holidays. <laughs> talaga namang, dinapat talaga nila sa vacation, di ba? Which is, ano naman, parang nga naman, ano, um, uh, mas maraming taong libre. They the chose youth. to postpone their, ano, their, 
their vacation, talaga inisip nila, hindi, after the election, sa ako aalis. Diba? So, talagang makikita mo yung active choice ng mga tao to really vote and be there on May 9, 2022. So, you can already see how crucial it is for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like as, speaking as a 25-year-old, as a Gen Z, I do feel that this is an important time, not just in Filipino history, but also in world history, because the pandemic has affected everyone. It's felt here, it's felt halfway across the world, it's everywhere. So I feel like the way that we are able to communicate right now in real time, it is more crucial because we are now faced with a lot of facts, a lot of opinions, and a lot of things that we can digest for us to first vote and second, to be well-rounded, to be aware of voters. I just want to add that sobra ako talagang na-inspire with the turnout of the registration last year. Given the pandemic, you can see that everyone's ano, really interested and invested in the elections this year because the turnout was at five more than 5 million voters and during a pandemic. And we did not expect that high of a number, but people are really interested to register and to vote. And katulad nga na sinabi ni Owen kanina, so hopefully yung mga nag-register na yan, bumoto ngayong darating na Maya at hindi magbakasyon. Katulad nga na nahayal po na masyadong ano yan, it's a long weekend for everyone. Okay, so within tangent, like, how do you feel about the automated election system? How do we put faith in that? Like, do you feel like um, it's um, more transparent? Do you feel like it's a step towards the right direction? How do you feel about it? Because, uh, you know, I feel there are some people, especially the older population, who are not um, as comfortable because they are used to, you know, seeing the tally, especially like said, 30 or more years ago. How do you feel about that? Well, the, uh, the elections were automated primarily to remove human discretion. Because before the advent of automated elections in the county, 12 years ago, we had manual elections. Ito nga yung sinasabi mo that people can see the actual vote and the actual count. But now, ever since we automated our elections, people can't see the counting. And one of the fraud that was reduced or minimized with the use of the automated election system is the fraud that we call dagdag bawas. It's basically for example, you're running against Owen. So you have 10 votes and Owen has 100 votes. So you just remove Owen's zero and transfer it to your vote. Now you have 100 votes. You have an increase of 90 votes and Owen has a decrease of 90 votes. So that's dagdag bawas and that was prevalent in the manual system of elections. But with the automation, that, are, that problem was removed or somehow minimized in our elections. I would say that was also prevalent in Chinese Carter and Patentero back in my day, but let's not talk about that. So with social media in play, how does it affect our decision-making? How do we exercise awareness? Yeah, answer that, Because um, I remember, yeah, of I remember. Because Mark Zuckerberg is so So our social media, namin, Friendster, eh, we, when Facebook started, you know, it's it's very, it's a tabula rasa, and now you can see Facebook, you know, being used by a lot of ano, a lot of individuals or a lot of groups. For their, ano na ba, for their own, um, I guess, agenda. So, ano eh, nakita naman natin sa, hindi lang sa Pilipinas. It's, uh, and, and I think a lot of documentaries have already um, been made um, on how it has shaped a lot of uh, elections all over the world. Kasi nga naman, uh, Mike, with, the, with the information that uh, is collected through the social media platforms, 
uh, gold mine yan sa mga ano, di ba, political um, groups, di ba? So alam na nila kung ano yung nagte-trigger, alam na nila kung anong voting population popular ang ganitong values or ganitong ano, di ba, um, advocacies. So may mga trigger points tayo. So yun eh, the fact that we are more aware that that is happening in the background. I think that's the the key to this eh. Na parang na-realize natin na parang you know what at the end of the day we don't vote through social media, 'di ba? At the end of the day we go to the polls. Who show up? How you shade the ballot, 'di ba? That's what matters, 'di ba? Tsaka yun nga eh na we we know um that we've been fighting for that right, 'di ba? Sinabi nga natin from the start of this ano, 'di ba, conversation. We've been fighting for that right uh, time immemorial. So, kumbaga, we should always uh, be aware of that importance na hindi siya online lang. Diba? It's, uh, it's how we take it offline. So, yun yung ano, I, I think yun yung pinaka-takeaway natin. Eh. I mean, let's not go into specifics because it's left and right, diba? So, I think the awareness that people have na ganun ang nangyayari and how we actually, ano eh, um, fight with the truth. Yun yung ano yung nangyayari na ngayon. Eh. Na, uh, tapos, yun nga, at the end of the day, let's focus, May 9, 2022, show up. Yun yung, doon nag-reflect talaga kung ano yung ano natin, kung ano talaga yung real sentiments ng mga tao sa election day. Yeah, we should take it out both in and out of social media, whatever like we advocate for. Not just voters, um, registration, not just voter, voting behavior, but for everything that we uh, do. So, back to voter behavior, In previous elections and the profile of the 22, 22 voters, um, what are the statistics, what are the data that we know? Over the years, we've seen a growth of the voting population, especially the last year. If I'm not mistaken, it's around 65 million, which is the goal right? or even more than the goal. So what were the voters' behavior in the previous elections? Both? If we compare elections as to turnout, Historically, when we talk about presidential elections, the turnout is always higher compared to a midterm elections. Filipinos are a lot more interested in voting in presidential elections. In the last presidential election, the turnout was the one was I think the highest in terms of presidential election voter turnout at 81%. The turnout in the last midterm election was just at 75-77%. And We are expecting the same or a higher turnout this coming May 9 election, despite the pandemic. Given what we what we're seeing right now, in terms of the reception of the Filipinos of the voters when it comes to the campaigns, the rallies of the different presidential polls. Parang wala na ng pandemic eh. When you watch the campaigns being done left and right by these candidates, wala na pandemic. Everyone's ane eh, right beside each other in these campaigns. To give perspective. I was a university student just a couple of years ago, and throughout my tenure as as a college student, voter turnout had not hit 60 in all of the years, 60% in all of the years. So that voter turnout at 81% for the last presidential election is quite impressive um, compared to like uh, even like the youth uh, in art and universities in UP Diliman. I, I hope we can beat that number in the next election. So that's what we're doing here today. So how did today's voters choose their candidate? Yeah, no, um, and it, it, it's very personal. I think um, with, uh, that's what we learn in with the youth vote with uh, our daming-daming naging engagements with schools, youth organizations, even with companies. Um, uh, well, of course, the target, as I mentioned earlier, is Gen Z and Millennials. Na, 
um, it was it's very personal. They see it as uh, my vote uh, reflects what I want for our society. So, sinabi ko nga, diba, the ballot just, um, is not just the president, the vice president, ang haba-haba niyan, diba, hanggang counselor. So, let's not forget that um, yung mismong, I don't know how many, siguro, kinumpit ko talaga, il- ilan ba yung maboto natin? Ma? Uh, let's say 20 people or more, or more. Those 20 people uh, should um, should reflect your personal choice, who you are, what you want for for our society. So yun eh, um, yun yung naging na, ano namin lagi na parang what we advocate for kasi, kasi each each and every one of us different experiences, diba? We come from different parts of the world or in the Philippines. So for example, kung based ka for, uh, sa Visayas um, and in a very rural um, area, iba yung pangangailangan nyo versus if you come from, for example, Visayas, no very metropolitan, diba? So parang yun yun eh, it, it, very, um, it, it varies. So we we cannot really say like ano eh, uh, what is important siguro aside from yung sinabi namin attorney Ona yung pandemya in general but the pandemic has affected everyone in different ways eh so kaya that's why I always I always say it's a personal choice and, and yung personal reflection of what you want for our society Well, I just want to add yung sa sinabi ni Owen just this year at the start of this year there was a study which uh, had one of its major conclusions as yung three major sources of influence, family, friends, and journalists. At nagbabari lang lang depending on the age group. If you're a boomer, you're a gen, what's then? Why? Ano ba tayo, Owen? Gen Titi Pawe. I think so, you're X. millennial pa tayo, Ona. Nandun tayo. Geriatric millennial. But going back to that result, to the result of that uh, online study, Sources of influence for voting. Family, friends, and journalists. A lot of people are focused on social media. A lot of people are fighting in the different online platforms. But just like what Owen mentioned earlier, do not forget about your friends and family. Do not forget about engaging in the offline world. Because at the end of the day, what really influences voters when they vote on May 9 is what their friends, families, family members, and their relatives say. So yun yung tandaan natin when it comes to influences. Malaki yung role ng social media as a source of information, but as to its influence, hindi siya ganun kalaki. Compared to friends, family, and journalists. Parang I was about to say that, hey, college students, so this is a nice study to think about. And then, boom, we actually have uh, one out there. So thank you for pointing that out, um, Attorney Ona. But in the general picture, do you feel like the Filipino voter is well represented in the next elections in terms of age, sex, civil status? Is it Filipino um, at heart? Like the 65 million that um, registered to vote, are they reflective of everyone in the Philippines? Um, are they a, are basically, are they a good sample of what a Filipino is? Like age, sex, civil status, income, educational attainment, religion, language, and everything else in between. I'll answer first, Pao. It's 67 million voters because 65 million are voters in the Philippines. The 1.7 million are the rest of the voters are coming from overseas. So, ikaw yan pa, kasama ka dyan sa, sa number na yan, si Owen kasama dyan. So, it's 67 million registered voters for the national and local election. And I think it's fairly representative of the population, of the whole Filipino population, regardless of uh, gender, religion, if you're coming from a minority. So, it's rep- well representative 
of the whole Filipino population. Because, for example, Pao, uh, the number of male voters as to female voters, the number of female voters is, uh, let me just check, the total number is at uh, 33,644,000 plus and plus. But male voters is at 32 million. So, lamang lang ng halos isang million ang mga female voters compared to the male voters. So, it's fairly repre representative of our total population na mas marami yung mga babae kaysa sa lalaki. Mas marami babae kaysa sa lalaki. Oh, boy, step up! <laughs> the Filipino population is 51% female, 49% male, right? Yes, yes. Okay, so, boy, step up. You heard that from attorney on. Not me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How about you, Attorney Owen? Same sentiments? Ano naman eh. Um, maganda rin yung sinabi rin ni Attorney Owen na yung ano rin ang lente nung started. They, what they aim to do, diba? uh, lente as an organization, they also make the uh, um, elections as inclusive as possible. So I think yung, yung kumbaga, like what you mentioned, yung mga de demographics that you mentioned are all covered. Pero sino ba yung hindi nakakaboto? Actually, yun yung ano eh, yun yung nakaka... So I, think, I, I, I mean, I know from Lente na they're really working on making sure that indigenous peoples have access, for example, to registration. And dun sa mismong ano, uh, magkaroon ng polling um, areas near their, ano, di ba, where they're situated. Kasi alam naman natin na wala namang public transportation most where they live, di ba? So indigenous peoples. I also remember, like for example, um, Salente, they also make it more accessible to, um, to for example, a PWDs. You, they, they make sure na polling places, de ba? Kasi malibat natin kung an ang ano polling places natin um, hindi accessible sa PWDs, and that's already a hindrance, de ba? Mm -hmm. So these these things that we have to uh, think of, kasi yung mga yung usual de demographics that you mentioned, for example, male, female, for example, in geographic. Um, it's all covered now, but at the same time, you, 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 we have to uh, make a, a special note of uh, the, the groups yung mga na hindi talaga na nag, uh, nag, uh, binibigyan ng focus on uh, in terms of the right to vote, yung nga, registration, and uh, making sure that they actually have access to yung sa May 9, 2022 sa where, where they will vote. So yun. Uh, I think yun yung ano natin, di ba? Uh, maging focus natin sa mga tao na walang access. Yan. Actually, kayo yung dalawa, Owen Pao, kayo yung part ng sector na hindi nakaboto overseas sector. Kasi yung sa one, isa more than a million voters natin overseas, turnout is always at 35 to 40%. Wow. So it's half of the voter turnout here in the Philippines. A number of reasons contribute to this low voter turnout. Uh, accessibility. Malayo ang mga Pilipino sa mga embassies consulates. Nagbabago na address ang mga Pilipino, especially in the Middle East. The ballots will be sent to uh, uh, the original address as reflected in the voter registration record of the voter. But that voter transferred at uh, location because of job opportunities. So the ballot of that voter is just returned back to the embassy and consulate. So, and how about seafarers? Ang mga seafarers natin lagi nasa laot. So, the turnout for overseas voters for your sector is half of the voter turnout here in the Philippines. Yeah. Mm. I'll also add something to that because um, the Comelec is actually doing something about this and they reached out to the overseas uh, voters and the embassies. And not just this election, but they're really hoping that there online uh, voting for overseas um, Filipinos. As attorney Ona mentioned, I mean, different, mas, mas ano kasi, mas mobile siguro yung mga Pilipino abroad. 
At saka mas ano, uh, lalo yung seafarers, di ba? So, pag may on- online voting, hopefully by uh, either midterm, uh, so 2025, or the next presidential elections, yung overseas um, uh, Filipinos can vote online and that would solve uh, the problem. So, 35, imagine that. Kahit gawin rin natin 81%, ang laking jump nun, di ba? So, yun, tama, di ba? So, I think Comelec is doing a great job and a lot of the uh, groups like Lente are doing a great job of highlighting these problems Yung mga, kung, kung ano yung kailangan nating ano, pagtuunan ng pansin dahil nga hindi nakakaboto ng nga, overseas Filipinos and the other um, uh, groups in the Philippines that have less access, doon natin uh, lagyan ng pansin. Wow, that's a lot to think about. I just want to take a 40-minute nap to process all that. But main takeaway, my main takeaway from this is that there has to be a way for us to find middle ground in how we um, exercise her right to vote. Um, it's different strokes for different folks, definitely, especially uh, for those overseas. And that's uh, 1.7 million. That's not that number is not a joke. That could easily change the tides in favor of anyone um, by uh, or close the gap further for anyone to snatch the popular vote because that's how we handle um, elections in the Philippines is by popularity. Like the actual number of votes is considered like that's who ends up winning. So how does that it differ from this year's upcoming election and what's the foreseeable outcome? How do you feel like elections this year is going to be like? Is it going to be more aware than it was um, previous time? Um, how is COVID going to paint the picture? How is it going to affect how we shade our ballots come my next birthday, May 9, 2022? <laughs> My birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Pao Advance. Thank you. <laughs> when COVID started two years ago, Pao, one of the concerns of our organization was that the government can use the pandemic as an excuse to postpone the elections. And hopefully, unfortunately, the pandemic, we're not actually feeling the pandemic right now in the Philippines, in the country. Given what we see in the campaigns of the national of the different national candidates, it's just like an election before the pandemic. We're seeing campaigns being done uh, during a pre-pandemic setting. So, fortunately, our concern two years ago, uh, hopefully, hindi na yan materialize And on election day, a number of innovations have been introduced by Comelec to ensure that the event will not be a super spreader because we don't want the Philippines to go back to another lockdown. So, there are a number of innovations that Comelec will implement on election day to ensure that Filipinos will be confident to vote on that day and that they'll be safe from the virus. Yeah. When you say that, I think about my grandmother. I think about my sister who was pregnant and what if she voted during that time, you know? Um, these things have to be taken into consideration. So thank you for pointing that out, Attorney Orna. I'd like to move on to the updates on the voter registration. In the 2016 elections, there were 54 million registered voters, but only 44.5 million voted. But that's huge, like that's 81%. According to the report from Comelec, there's about 65 million registered voters as of December 2021. Now here's my question. How are things uh, looking based on the voters' registration statistics? And I feel that, uh, no, eh, um, sabi nga ni attorney Anna earlier, that uh, uh, it, b- because of the turnout of the voters' registration, because of the turnout of the people, actively being involved in campaigns in local or in, in national and maybe local elections, right? 
that um, hopefully that trend will will continue until May 9, 2022. So it's uh, it's something to, uh, to watch out for. The only uh, thing that would really stop uh, the people from actually going to the polls and hindi ma-materialize ng 81% or more is if magkaroon talaga ng another series of lockdowns or tumaas yung mga alert levels on their areas. So, but I think Comelec is, ano, um, is anticipating that naman. And, and I think Comelec will be having extra measures to make sure that uh, these things um, uh, will not hinder the more than 81% um, of the vote, uh, voter population to actually turn out for May 9, 2022. I think one innovation that Comelec will implement due to the pandemic is the use of the isolation polling place. The isolation polling place is was designed to accommodate voters uh, who exhibit symptoms like uh, high fever, cough, colds, uh, a runny nose. So if you are a voter who's sick on election day, you can still vote. You will, you will be directed to vote in the isolation polling place or the IP. So that's one of the major innovations introduced by Comelec to not disenfranchise these voters because probably Filipinos would be wary of going out because they will be exposing themselves to voters, to other uh, individuals in the voting center. So there's an innovation called the isolation polling place so that individuals who are sick would not uh, expose themselves to the majority of the voting population. Yeah, I agree. So with more young people involved in this year's election, what lies ahead in our future as a nation? Actually, what well, well, the lag, you, you would notice that I was like just quiet for a moment. Actually, I was um, computing how much it changed from this year's election, um, from this year's um, voters registration compared to the last presidential voting registration. So it was at around 50 to 55 percent the last time. It's now like at 60 percent because the population is at um, 111 um, and the population of the Philippines is young. What lies ahead in our future as a nation, um, especially that my generation is the one of the biggest stakeholders that um, can change that or um, keep it the same way? As, as you mentioned, diba? the more the, the young, uh, the, the, pop, the, the population, uh, uh, that population group, the younger population group, realize their power, the, the, the numbers that they have, diba? we have, oh, sige, kasama na kami ni Ona. Yes, <laughs> the numbers that we have. Millennial tendencies, right? Yeah, that we have. Bulk of the population. Yeah. Bulk of the population. And, and, and yun ang ginagawa talaga na with the youth vote. We actually stress that. Because um, a lot of the um, young people in the Philippines don't realize na yung, yung numbers that we have, diba? Na talagang yung population, ano natin, when, when, when we, we tra- trajectory, like yun nga, makata yung ano, pyramid, diba? Yes. Talagang malaki yung base natin ng, ano, ng mm. young people. Young so yun talaga yun na parang yun nga, every time we have a talk sa ano sa we the youth vote na parang yun nga, you are not alone the desire for change is not a desire for an individual but the hope of a generation diba? you can and will be the vote diba? so parang yun nga, the, it, it's um yung collective talaga na na desire of the Gen Z and millennials to make the change through the power of the vote kasi nga, yun nga eh, pag one plus one Diba? It's always it, it always equates to a bigger number, diba? So, yun yung dapat ma-realize talaga ng kabataan. And again, yun nga eh, na parang sadly, kumbaga, we're, we're making baby steps towards that. But at the same time, um, kailangan pa ng, ano, ng more uh, awareness na ganun talaga. Kasi 
ang ganda sana eh. Kumbaga, if the if if the vote, if yung turnout natin, magre-reflect talaga na parang may youth vote. Diba? Kasi um, we've been doing a lot of, ano, pag nitingnan namin yung mga research, dahil nga yung youth vote sa Philippines, hindi lagi nilang kinaccount kasi parang hindi naman nag- hindi naman nag-register yan, hindi naman pumupunta sa sa ano sa election day. Kaya sayang, 'di ba? So, um there's a, a lot of work to be done. Um and I think a lot of youth groups like uh, with the youth vote, we're doing uh, a lot of legwork in terms of making sure we go to schools, we go to youth organizations, we go to companies na maraming Gen Z and millennials yes. to make sure that they are more aware. Then nga eh, masayang kasi. Yun, I think that's the, ano din, yung word is sayang, di ba? Right. Tapos parang from sayang, dapat, ano, uh, we, na mas positive, di ba? Yun nga eh, let's make the youth vote count. Yeah, I agree. Us millennials and Gen Zs really have a huge part to play because birth rates are starting to decline. <laughs> I don't know if that's because of the pandemic, but yeah, eventually in 10 years, it's going to be we, the middle-aged vote. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I mean, but yeah, this might be one of the most important questions I will ever ask in my, my entire life. How do we encourage the youth to vote? Because I don't know, like, kukulitin ko ba? May message ko ba yung friend ko? Dadalin ko ba? At baka may pupunta doon at the same time, do I hire like a van for us to go and my attendance check? Like, what do we do? Ang hirap nga ng tanag mo pa. Right? It's really Sige, hard. Sige, Ana, ikaw muna. Uh, <laughs> kasi, I think, you know, kasi since uh, matag- mas matagal na yung lente, yan. I think to encourage uh, young people like you, Pao, to, re- to vote, to go out and vote on May 9 is to alam na naman nila how important the vote is. How, what are the implications of our vote on May 9? What will happen to the country after May 9? And what are the, you know, what are the effects? But I think people should also be, be looking at after the elections because a lot of people and a lot of organizations are always focused on election day, always focused on voting. But if we continue with this interest, as we see with a lot of people and a lot of organizations right now, their interest in engaging in the elections, If we can continue with this engagement, with this dedication after the elections, to pursuing accountability in the government, to making sure that the government is still uh, following uh, what's provided in our constitution, in our laws, that's something that we could use to inspire and to uh, inspire our uh, fellow voters to vote. Now, it's not just about voting. It's not about just election day. It's about what will happen to us after elections. Yeah. And what's happening already now, and what's happened then, and see, yeah, yeah. So, how about you, Attorney Owen? I would really love to hear what you have to say. Um, it it's really interesting because um, I I think we've been doing a part of it, you know, making sure that we go to to where the youth are. <laughs> yeah, so online, online. Um, mostly you're online, naman, eh, diba? Tapos um, we're online. Tano naman ako you. We're online. Tapos ano? Um, and and that's why we we focus on that. And yung nagkaroon kami na focus group discussion on it ngaren eh, na parang um a lot of uh, Gen Z, uh, especially Gen Z actually, and mille- uh, um and millennials are quite turned off how we have handled the elections in the past in an online way. Because yung ganon online on, online yung ano de ba? Um, Gen Z and millennials are mostly online. So yung space na yun, election space, I guess, online election space before, has been so toxic. 
or I mean, I think it, it is uh, still that. Um, and that's why um, we try to ano, eh, make it more positive. It's a collective effort, not only with Gen Z and millennials, but, you know, across generations. Because if we make that online space safe for discourse, for discussing uh, the elections in general, diba? Hindi lang elections. Sabi nga ni Attorney Ona, it goes beyond the elections, diba? Uh, how we discuss politics. Na kung, kung mas engaging tayo, kung gagawin natin ano, yung, yung online space, um, a safer place for, for the younger people, mas hindi sila mata-turn off. I yes. think yun yung term da na, na hindi mata-turn off yes. yung mga bata mm, for to the elections. And I think we're, we're, nga, uh, we're doing baby steps. Kasi makikita naman natin na, uh, I remember nagkaroon ng talk yung Lente with the, with the youth vote, na dati we see um, bystanders, di ba, sa elections. And ang, ang laki ng jump ha, kasi from, at least yung mga volunteers ng with the youth vote, ano ha, naging gladiators na sila. Kumbaga, um, they're very active in making sure that they're involved in campaigns that they're interested in. Hindi lang sa campaigns, may mga ano, may mga nagano um uh nag-file na candidacy. So, 'di ba? Para ang ano na hindi lang hindi lang ako involved sa elections, hindi lang ako as a voter, but you know, y- yung involvement ng kabataan nagkakaroon na ng ano rin, um evolution din. And I think that's what we aim for at the end of the day, hindi lang yung youth vote, but magkaroon ng youth involvement in the elections through campaign. And also as being part of the of the of the machinery yeah, looking candidate diba kasi why not are we not a good choice to lalo pag sa local elections diba kasi we could of course we get we can start there diba na hindi ba tayo okay na leaders itong gen z and millennials diba so i think and and we and, and i always say this in talks ren eh diba na parang we should see ourselves as leaders kasi ang generation ng gen z at saka millennials alalo sa mga ibang companies, sa young companies, ba? Nagiging CEOs and ano na tayo, leaders na tayo. As I mentioned, Mark Zuckerberg, ba? Ka-age, ka-age lang namin yun, ba? And even younger CEOs, ba? So, why can't we see ourselves then as part of that, ba? Sa government, as young people who are more involved. So, yun nga, I guess baby steps, pero nakita natin with this uh, pandemic, nagkaroon na ng jump eh. <laughs> nagkaroon na, uh, minsan, nagkaroon na, nag, uh, leap of faith na yung ibang mga anay. Gigantic uh, humble. Chinese garter. Oh, oh, Chinese garter na iba. Mother, mother na Chinese four, garter. Hindi no? na baby. Ayan. <laughs> Ayan. So yun, um, it, it, I'm really, I'm really, ano eh, um, happy that uh, yun rin yung naging effect sa, ano, sa Gen Z and millennials this pandemic. That they see themselves um, as an active participant in the process, and not only that, as an as a choice, then, de in the ballot. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna ask the question, but thank you for answering already. That um, on how to remind ourselves, our family, and friends, and journalists <laughs> regarding our role as voters, because um, what I'm getting from what I've heard from both um, Attorney Ona and Attorney Owen is that the exercising your right to vote is also exercising. Uh, leadership it's making your voice heard and i didn't think of it that way I, I thought of like voting as something a sentinel would do and not like like a foot soldier but now i'm starting to see it more like like stepping up actually and not just being an echo it's being a voice voting because one is to what like my vote no matter like how 
um, no matter how many followers I have, no matter um, no matter my reach, is still going to count as one. Just as just as Attorney Owens is just as strong as Attorney Onas and as just as effective and as valid. But here is the question. My second, what I feel is like, or probably is, let's switch it up. I think it's the first. Nah. Most important, how do we encourage non-voters to vote in the next elections? My gosh, how do we? It's hard. It really is hard. It's like, I, I'll answer this like before I ask. I think our organizations like Lente and We the Youth Vote and um, us talking about here, the more that we talk about it, the more that we get people involved. And as Attorney Owen said, creating safe spaces. Well, host, I don't know. <laughs> so good. But yeah, that's how I feel about it. How about you, Attorney Owen? Just to answer, it's always about creating opportunities eh, for the voters to vote. Sometimes Filipinos, they don't like to vote because it's hot. So come elect our government agency in charge of the conduct of the election. They should make sure that uh, they make the voting uh, procedure as convenient, as easy as possible for all voters. Because that's one way of encouraging 19% to still go out and vote, to complete the 100%. But you know, Pao, compared to other countries in the world, we don't have a problem as to the voter turnout. The trend right now in the whole world is the voter turnout is decreasing. But the Philippines is only one of the few countries in the world with an increasing voter turnout. So we want to maintain that and at the same time, increase the number of voters uh, who are turning out to vote. So I think the government has a role in that to make sure that the voting environment will be as free as fair as possible for voters to feel that whoever they're voting for is really counted and uh, yeah, their, their vote is counted. Yeah. Mm. And and to add and uh, to add to that, is attorney on Every time we do our talks now, uh, especially to first time voters na Gen Z and probably millennials na we always, uh, no, um, yung expectations on the voting day, it's basically the same as registration. Um, you know, uh, iset na natin na mahaba yung pila, mainit, ganyan. So talagang uh, kailangan magdala kayo ng pagkain, ng tubig, ng power bank. Talaga nila, sinasabi na namin yung katotohanan. Kasi of course, if it's faster, edi okay. Then, mas maganda, di ba? Parang kumbaga, after five minutes, edi nakaboto ka na. Pero in some places talaga, mas ano siya, it, it's more difficult, di ba? So, and you will encounter issues like for example na iniba pala kung saan yung ano yung precinct nyo in, ibang public school na pala and it will, it will cause a lot of frustration na parang ikaw ay nako ay ako na nga pumunta diyan sa public school na yan kasi ano ba yan nakaka-bad trip naman so like yun nga eh na parang kumbaga expect these um uh, small frustrations to happen para para pag nandoon ka oh sige patient ako i will go to the other <laughs> ano sige pupunta ako sa ano next public school Kung uulan, meron kang umbrella. You know, like all these things, kailangan prepared ka talaga. Kasi yun nga eh, you want to make your vote count. At the end of the day, gusto mo mag-shade ka, feed mo yan sa machine, di ba? Yung voter's receipt. Tapos, ano, um, hindi ka magsisi na hindi ka pumoto. So, ganun yung ano naman eh, kasi sinasabi ni Attorney Ona, yun na, Comelec has to do its job. But at the same time, siguro, <laughs> learning from our experience, siguro gano'n na rin. Yung kabilang uh, side of the spectrum na sabihin na natin yung worst case scenario and then be prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, come election day, expect um, expect um, 
17 inches of rain at the same time scorching blazing sun um i don't know the levels of crowdedness but um the payoff is going to be well worth it regardless Kasi isang araw lang yun eh. If you think about it, I don't know if, of course, Comelec will uh, change its rules because of the pandemic. But uh, historically, isang araw lang yan. So make it count, di ba? Kahit nga may sakit ka, sabi nga ni Attorney On, na mayroong ano, isolation facility, wala ka ng excuse. Di ba? So, um, yeah, make your vote count. Yeah. Uh, make your votes count. Thank you. Oh, thank you for answering that question, Attorney Owen, Attorney Ona, and all other questions I had for you. With all that said, we thank you both so, so much for enlightening us on our first episode. Why should you vote? Why you should vote? And uh, however else you could flip it. So, uh, attorneys, do you have any last advice for our listeners? Uh, One concrete way that we can help out in the elections is to find out where we will vote in advance. Because most of the lines that will happen on election day is people lining up to know where they will vote. I mean, polling place, precinct, sequence number. So if you have the opportunity to find out in advance, if you have internet access, Comelec will uh, release the online precinct finder this month. So you can check that out by online. So if you have the opportunity and you have the uh, time, please do check out where you will vote in advance so that you will not be part of the of our voters who will fall in line in the voters' assistance test. How about you, Attorney Owen? May 9, 2022. Uh, na yan sa kalendaryo nyo. Wala nang excuse, di ba? Um, make sure, uh, aside from what Attorney uh, Ona mentioned, that uh, you know where um, and what your precinct is. Um, and at the same time, uh, make sure that your your list is ready. Yan ang mistake ko. Rookie mistake ko talaga yan nung nakat na katawa yung 2010. I was prepared for the national. So parang, wow, mayroon president, vice president, you know, uh, senators and party list. Sobrang blank na blank yung mind ko. Oh my God. Ah, Siyempre, paakala ko pa, wala pang kodigo doon. Wala pa akong ano. Wala yung view na ako local ko. Naku, hindi ko kilala yung mga candidates na to. Sino yung, anong, hindi ko, alam ko ano yung district ko. Parang ganun pa taga, very rookie mistake. Kasi nga naman, ang nasa kamalayan natin is um, uh, national, di ba? So, knowing that, and I guess uh, to, to all the listeners, please make sure na meron kayong ano, um, uh, listahan until the counselor. Make sure na alam nyo kung ilan yung number of counselors that you're voting for. In your district, nakahiya, parang feeling ko pa nun, <laughs> bakit yung mga posters na nakikita ko, hindi naman for, ano, tapos hindi ko tuloy kilala ko sino yung, ano ko, yung, yung sa representative, di ba? So, complete, complete your list. Sayang eh, di ba? Um, and, and we know how crucial the election is, especially kahit sa, ano, local. Kasi with the pandemic, they play a very crucial role on how uh, the policies, the pandemic policies have been uh, implemented locally. So yun ang advice ko naman. Um, yes, complete your list. Make sure uh, from na national to local, you're very prepared para pag nandun kayo, very quick na lang yung pag-shade nyo. Hindi yung parang, alam yung parang nag-i-exam ka na 15 minutes to ano kasi hindi mo alam yung isi-shade mo. Be prepared. Yan. One of the few times you're encouraged to bring a kodigo to an exam. I love it. So guys, ayan, minsan lang pwede magka-kodigo. Abusuhin nyo na. Um, so, ako naman advice ko wear sunscreen. Anyway, um, is there anything you'd like to announce from your organizations, uh, from Lente and We the Youth, both Tornio and Tornio? 
for all those who are interested to volunteer to monitor the upcoming elections, uh, please do so. Just check us out in our different online platforms. We're present in all platforms. So please do check us out. And if you have any questions as to election day process, campaign uh, procedures, just send us a message and we glad to be of assistance. We're open, Vida Youth Vote, uh, if you want to invite us for um, any uh, yeah, youth voter empowerment talks in your school, in your organization, in your company. Um, yeah, so just, uh, uh, we're also present in all the social media platforms. Just message us um, and we'll make sure. And we never say no. Yun yung ano namin eh, mantra namin na parang the more that people are interested about this, we make sure that um, we... Ha- and that opportunity to speak about um, the elections and the process um, is there. We never say no. So, yun, um, just invite us. We'll be there. And we'll be happy to talk about the elections with your group. Oh, that's so fun. So, on social media, that's Lente? On yes, social media, Lente everywhere else. Okay, Lente. And uh, with the youth both on all... Both. Kaya ko talaga to. With the youth both on all social media. At first, am I correct, Attorney Owen? Yes, we the youth vote, yeah. Okay, yeah, so come May 9, yeah, as a member of the LGBTQIA, plus, yeah, and ako naman, we by youth vote. Chining. <laughs> um, again, thank you so much, Attorney Ona, Attorney Owen, for gracing us with your insights, and hopefully, this upcoming 2022 elections makes us hopeful and brighter for a brighter future, but that starts with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about you knowing how to shade someone on your ballot. Catch you in the next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.